0: For UT Tyler Radio 99.7 KVUT, I'm Mike Landis. The horrific Uvalde school shooting prompted U.S. Senator from Texas John Cornyn to help pass the Safer Communities Act. The money approved included funds to provide additional mental health services for schools. Just recently, more than $1.3 million of those funds were awarded to UT Tyler to help support the mental health needs of students in East Texas schools. UT Tyler Associate Professor of Counseling, Erin West, is a Ph.D. and a co-director of this project, and she's our guest today. Welcome. Thank you. Now, the group Mental Health America estimates that more than 73% of youth in Texas who have significant mental health needs such as depression remain untreated now that statistic may seem shocking to some I'm guessing it probably doesn't shock you at all
1: it doesn't at all Um, you know I think all you have to do is step into any of our schools across the country right now and um, you can see students who are struggling with a wide variety of mental health issues Um, and I think sometimes you you can notice it from talking to them and stuff and other times they're very hidden Um, but yeah that statistic doesn't surprise me at all
0: Now, the investigation into the mass shooting at uh, Uvalde revealed that the teenage gunman was known to have mental health issues and had been reported to authorities a number of times before the incident. And while there weren't mass casualties, the same kind of story came out about the the Richmond, Virginia situation where a six-year-old shot his teacher. He'd been reported for a number of incidents in the past, even the day that he shot the teacher. Is the mental health resource infrastructure failing or does it even exist in a meaningful way in this country?
1: research suggests that it is actually a very low percentage of individuals who commit acts of mass violence that actually have a diagnosable mental health concern. Um, and so, you know, you can't, um, diagnose someone with being angry. That's not a mental health diagnosis. Um, you can't diagnose someone with being, um, resentful or feeling misunderstood. And so I also think, you know, there's a thin line between, um, it's not just a mental health problem. Um, and so, you know, I think we have to be careful about making that tie between acts of mass violence and, and mental health issues, because I think it also runs the risk of stigmatizing people who have mental health concerns, which then creates further barriers to them for seeking treatment because they're worried about what people are going to think about them.
0: Well, that's interesting because that was the other impediment that the seems obvious to me, and that is the stigma mm-hmm. of asking for help. I mean, mm-hmm. up to and including, you know, soldiers uh, uh, coming back from war zones, mm-hmm. being afraid to ask for help or or being reticent to ask for help. Yeah. And and then paying a price for it and their families and their communities paying a price for it.
1: Yeah. And I think that's a huge barrier for youth in our country. You know, I think one one positive thing that's come out of social media is I do think it's becoming a little bit cooler, for lack of a better word, to like, Talk about mental health and and seek counseling and stuff like that, but I think a barrier oftentimes is the parental piece and parents being concerned about what does this say about me as a parent if my kid needs to go to counseling and feeling like they have failed in some way, um and and that that's a really hard thing to overcome, and you know I think we have a lot more work to do in our society about um you know normalizing taking your kids and teens to counseling. And sharing that message that, like, it, it doesn't mean that you've done something wrong as a parent. We all struggle sometimes with different stuff. You know, we require that um, kids get a, a physical before playing sports. We require that they do these well visits with their pediatricians and all that type of stuff. There's no requirement that there's ever any kind of check-in about their mental health. Um, so, you know, obviously, there's a lot of change that would need to happen for this to go into effect. But I would love to see it you know, start to be more typical that like everybody checks in with a counselor once a year just to see how they're doing with their mental health.
0: What would you like to see happen with the information that you learn in this five-year, $1.3 million plus project?
1: You know, the main thing that I'm hoping is that this will increase counseling services in schools. We're really excited that $1 million from this grant is directly going to funding our counseling graduate students at UT Tyler for the work that they do in schools. So oftentimes a barrier for individuals for coming back to graduate school is money. You know, it costs money. I'm going to have to take time off work. How do I make all of this work out? Um, We are paying our students who choose to do their internships and practicums in these high-need schools in these districts for the work that they're doing, which is directly going to increase the amount of direct counseling services that are being offered to students in those schools. So we're really excited about that. And then the other piece that we're really excited about, um, Dr. Sitlali Molina and I, who's my, my, um, kind of partner in this project, um, is is the training that we're going to be able to offer to people who are already licensed and certified counselors in the schools and teachers and administrators as well. Right. Because like, um, Counselors can do awesome work, but if teachers and administrators aren't aware of mental health needs of students and aren't invested or thinking that that matters, um, a counselor can only do so much. It takes the whole school to get on board to create a climate of mental wellness in a district.
0: I'm thinking about Richmond where school administrators were fired because they ignored the these warning signs that had come along.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: What's been the response from East Texas school districts once you, you got this? Are they ready and willing to jump in there and help out?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think they're really excited. So we're going to be partnering with three districts, um, Tyler ISD, Brownsboro ISD, and Winona ISD. And they um, all sent us letters of agreement when we submitted this grant. So they kind of got on board um, from the beginning, but we have met with all three of them over the past probably two weeks here. Um, and they're just ecstatic. You know, all of them expressed that, you know, they feel like they have a need in their districts that with their current um, mental health providers that they have in their district, they feel like they're not fully able to kind of keep up with, with the demand. And so they're hoping that this is going to help to get more services to more kids who need it.
0: You've been on campus for since 2016. Mm -hmm. So you've seen an awful lot of students and an awful lot of change Mm -hmm. over these years. Are you hopeful that things are going to get better?
1: I am. Um, I mean, just in the, you know, what would that be? Seven years, I guess six, seven years that I've lived in Tyler I feel like the amount of mental health services in this community has grown. Um, we've seen some areas close, like the what was the behavioral health center, and then UT Behavioral Health closed, um, which was really unfortunate because they were one of the only places that in this area that did intensive outpatient services with youth. Um, but we've seen private practices pop up. It's been really exciting to watch our alumni open a lot of those. So kind of seeing our counseling students go out and make tangible impact in the community. Our schools have been hiring more counselors, which is exciting. Um, you know, I feel like there is just kind of more community awareness about the need for mental health services. We're seeing more funding going into that area. So yeah, I am hopeful. Um, you know, I think if there was something good to come out of the pandemic, I think it highlighted um kind of this concern that was already going on. And so, um, you know, I'm hopeful that with just more community awareness and more access to resources that people are going to be able to get more care that they need.
0: Our guest has been UT Tyler Associate Professor of Counseling, Aaron West. This conversation can be heard or shared by going to our website, kvut.org. I'm Mike Landis for UT Tyler Radio 99.7 KVUT.